Coming up on Stu Does America, we try to have fun on the show, smile, laugh, the works. But very smart doctors say too much of that can lead to muscle damage in your face. So I brought Glenn back on to bum us out a little bit. You know, you're welcome. And Bette Midler finds herself defending awful remarks about Melania Trump last night, much like she defended the planet from climate change as Mother Earth in that awful 1990s special. She'll probably fail this time, too. Thanks for continuing to help us grow our YouTube channel. We'll be at 30,000 before you know it. Help us hit that milestone by getting your family and friends to subscribe and then like and comment on all of our videos, even this one right now as it's happening. Do it before you forget or I say something that pisses you off. Our podcast continues to skyrocket as well, like a Katy Perry-shaped firework or bag in the wind or whatever the hell she thinks sings about. I don't even know. Uh, keep rating it, though. Five stars. Uh, give us five appropriate stars on iTunes. That's the way you do it. Leave us great reviews to read at the end of the program. We do that to bribe you to write more of them. It's great. Whatever. People are far too quick to burn down their own communities these days. So tonight, we're going to hit the facts first and get to the arson later. Let's do Kenosha. Stu does America. Now, obviously, if I were planning my shows ahead of time, I, of course, would have predicted that smack dab in the middle of the Republican National Convention, I would be doing a show about Kenosha, Wisconsin. Welcome to 2020, the worst year that anyone could ever imagine until 2021. Kenosha is a small city of about 100,000 people between Milwaukee and Chicago. You can spot it on Google Maps pretty easily. When you zoom in, you can tell it seems to be glowing with a bright orange color. Though to be fair, I gotta just say at this point, telling you that an American city is constantly on fire doesn't really narrow it down all that much. We all know about the police shooting of Jacob Blake a few nights ago. Of course, we still know basically nothing about the case yet. I mean, sure, there was video of it, but we know surprisingly little officially about what actually happened. We don't even have the officer's side of the story yet. To me, it would seem like maybe you'd want to get that out before your entire city is just a pile of molten rubble. But hey, maybe that's just me. And apparently we're in that period where, I don't know, we all just kind of nod and accept the idea that lighting cars on fire and beating shop owners in the street is an acceptable response to, I mean, really anything at this point. It was my pre-2020 opinion that lighting property and or human beings on fire was not a good way to handle any situation. But now we know it's a great way to handle every situation. If you're like me and you can't roll through a stop sign without getting pulled over, you have to wonder how on earth is this happening? How are our cities in flames and there never seems to be anyone around to stop any of it? If it's not for people like Blaze TV's own Elijah Schaefer, I'm not sure we'd have any idea what was really happening in these cities. Here he is looking at the aftermath of one of these mostly peaceful protests. Welcome to Kenosha. This is the aftermath in Wisconsin of what's happening. And if you look inside the cars that were on fire last night, they are melted down to the frame. I mean, the engines themselves, I mean, look at this is a, what appears to be a, a Jeep. Tires completely melted. Some of these cars you can recognize like a Mini Cooper. You have all of these vehicles. Some of them are unrecognizable. It's insane. And you'll notice, right here, look at that, down to the wire, down to the wire. And when you go to the business itself, 
right? This is something they won't show you on the news. Look at the business, completely ransacked. Imagine this is, this is, your, this is someone's life. And you thought you drove a piece of crap. These scenes of the apocalypse have been really dangerous all along, but things definitely seem to be escalating. People are waving weapons around and making threats to law enforcement regularly. Elijah got this interesting visual representation of that as he had a gun pointed at his face on video. Now, if you're new to gun ownership, as hundreds of thousands of Americans are in the past couple of months, just remember, this is not proper trigger discipline. Try not to point the hole where the bullet comes out at other person's face. I mean, it's just a crazy thing, unless you really mean it. That's uh, probably want to stop doing that. Now, just because the first couple of nights were horrible doesn't mean it can't get much, much worse. Sort of like the Democratic Convention. Last night, the whole situation boiled over. The media is reporting that a white supremacist opened fire on BLM protesters. We'll show you in a minute why that doesn't appear to be true. But before that, there is some disturbing video that shows part of the incident. There was an initial shooting that we still don't know that much about yet. Elijah Schaefer was nearby for that one. We'll have him on the show tomorrow to tell us what happened. But the video you're about to see takes place right after that shooting. Before this begins, uh, let me say this. I usually try to avoid airing any graphic videos because, to be honest, I'm a wuss and I really hate watching them. So I am giving you warning. Obviously, if you have any kids around, you should turn this off immediately. Or if you're just a wuss like me, I'm not uh, judging you for skipping ahead. The video is far enough away that, I mean, there's no blood visible or anything. But I mean, you're about to watch people get shot with a gun. That's what the video is. Uh, so you're warned. Now, if you're seeing here is a man running away with a gun. He's, they're saying, let's get him because this is after the shooting and he's responsible. You see someone walk up behind him and try to take him out right here. Um, and the, the scuffle kind of breaks out. He falls down on the ground, realizes he's in big trouble, and he starts shooting. He shoots this guy. He shoots this other guy. You see one of them walk away to the other side and, and keel over. Finally, people leave him alone. He starts walking the opposite direction. Um, more shooting echoes in the background. He turns around. Now, this is, uh, is interesting as he kind of walks toward the end of the street. And this has been what's so bizarre. If you see the end of the street, there are several police officers just camped out at the end, like blocking the street, as if it's okay that all the buildings were burning before. They're just going to camp out at the end of the street and not do anything about it. It's as if they're just kind of giving them this little playground to go burn things down and shoot at each other. Um, as this guy, this is the guy with a gun who had just shot two people. Um, I know three people were shot total. Two of them died. One of them you can kind of see happen. He's walking towards the police officers with his hands up, gun, in, gun around his shoulder, hands up in the air. He moves towards the police officers, I think thinking he's surrendering here and saying like, hey, you know, I believe what I did was justified. He walks towards the officers. They basically just tell him, hey, get out of the street. They don't, I don't think they realize he's the guy who's responsible here. And they, the, the police officers have heard the guns now. They start pu pulling into the area, uh, tell him to get out of the street. And, and as it looks like, again, he's going to uh, surrender. They just tell him to get out of the road. And he walks basically right by. People were freaking out because, you know, the shooter, quote, walked right by the cops and they didn't do anything, which is an interesting reaction from a bunch of people who have been demanding the defunding of the police. Hmm. Took a few hours, but the guy with the gun was arrested today and charged with intentional homicide 
He's 17 years old. Now, we don't know what happened with the initial shooting, but he does what anyone would do in that situation, I think. He's being attacked at the end of, uh, of that clip. His life is definitely on the line. Uh, he is surely facing a life or death situation. But was he a white supremacist? I mean, I don't know for sure, but Elijah talked to the shooter uh, before the incident. Uh, here's what he said. We're protecting from the citizens, and I just got pepper sprayed by a person in the crowd. So you had non-lethal, but you, you didn't respond? We don't have non-lethal. So you guys are full on ready to defend the property? Yes, we are. Hey, now, if I can ask, can you guys step back? Medical, EMS right here. I am an EMT. You need a medic? I'm, uh, you guys same guy. That's the shooter. He also spoke to uh, alleged, I should say. He also spoke to another journalist on the scene before the shooting as well. What are you doing out here? Obviously, you're armed and uh, you're in front of this so, business we saw burning last night. So what's up? So people are getting injured and our job is to protect this business. And part of my job is to also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle because I need to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. There's several other videos as well where groups seem to be saying we're here to protect these protesters. Um, they're not they're not complaining about Black Lives Matter. They're claiming to support them. Uh, now, this guy's obviously trying to say that he's there to help. Who knows if that's true? I'm sure we'll learn more as the days go on. But one thing you'll notice from these interviews is, you know, the dude is young. He's apparently only 17 years old. What on earth is a 17-year-old doing in the middle of the street, in the middle of a riot with a weapon? I don't know. There's a big part of me that loves the idea of stepping out to protect, it, to protect a neighborhood in trouble because no one else seems to want to do it. But a 17-year-old, I mean, we may find out the best of intentions were in play here, but I don't care how good your intentions are. As a dad with kids already halfway to that age, I don't even want to think about a 17-year-old being in that situation. I mean, if you're a former special ops guy, maybe. But honestly, if you're watching this right now and you feel the need to go protect a community like this, please don't. I don't have enough viewers or listeners to be risking them to street violence. The country is really out of control right now. We have half the country that won't even acknowledge there's a problem and is blaming the police, the only people who can do anything about it. We'll have more on um, how the politics of this tie into everything in a few minutes. But it's important to acknowledge that we wouldn't have any idea what was going on in these areas without people like Elijah Schaefer and several other reporters who are risking their lives literally to bring this stuff to you. As I said, I am a wuss. Uh, quite frankly, I would not risk my life to bring you video of anything. This is why I wouldn't join the military. I would be the worst soldier on earth. Honestly, the 20 minute commute to come in here is a little too much for me sometimes. But that's why we need people like Elijah because the mainstream media, who has hundreds of war correspondents used to surviving in the middle of actual hot zones, won't lift a finger to cover this stuff because it might hurt their narrative. This is why Blaze TV exists. Your support is paying for people to be on the ground in the middle of all this. I've told Elijah myself on this show that he should get the hell out of these places. Why? Because honestly, I like the dude. I don't want him to die. I've met his wife. She's really nice. I don't want her to have to deal with this stuff either. This is a horror show. I can't imagine it's easy for either of them to deal with this. But he's doing it because he actually believes it matters. And it's important to the future of the country. And he's right. He's also doing it because he's a lot braver than I am. And he's right on that, too. 
I don't think I have to make the case to you at this point that we need an honest media more than ever before. I send you to blazetv.com slash stew every day because I believe that's true. It's one of the reasons I'm here. If you have a few bucks a month to spare, I will say I encourage you to sign up. Yeah, you get this stupid show. And sure, is that worth the price? Obviously. But you're supporting the structure that makes it possible for Elijah and others to bring this stuff to you. So if you have the means, I highly encourage you to subscribe. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code Stu will get you 10 bucks off. Or if not, if you go to, go to YouTube, search for Slightly Offensive. That's Elijah's show. You can watch it for free there. Another investigation you'll be supporting if you subscribe is what Glenn Beck has coming up tonight. A look into some of the stuff already being taught in our schools. His special is coming up tonight. We'll get some of the details from Glenn himself next. Do you hate wearing dress shirts? Clearly I don't because I wear the exact same one pretty much every single day. Mm -hmm. I'll get around to washing it eventually. But for those of you who don't go, you know, super duper, with this super duper sexy look every day, uh, buttercloth is awesome. I will say I love buttercloth shirts. Buttercloth is the perfect name for these shirts because, I mean, when I heard it, I was like, buttercloth, what is that? Let me, let me feel this thing. It's like this shirt is, I've never felt another shirt like it. The fabric is so soft. It fits fantastically well. Uh, and it, it looks great, uh, too. It's not just comfort. It looks great, too. Buttercloth offers a range of sizes to perfectly fit your body type. And their shirts are not stiff or scratchy like typical men's dress shirts. This is because they use a specifically uh, developed fabric. They invented this stuff. Uh, they went on Shark Tank, I know. Uh, and they got a big investment on Shark Tank. You may have seen them there. It's made from a special blend of 100% long fiber cotton. Buttercloth shirts offer a six-way stretch and exclusive double-finished construction, which, if you don't know what that means, don't worry, I don't either. But I do know how they feel, and they're amazing. They legitimately are. It's a game-changer. I've never felt anything like it. Right now, Buttercloth is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase. Go to buttercloth.com slash stew. Of course, be sure to use the slash stew part of the address because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 20% off your first full price order. It's buttercloth.com slash stew, buttercloth.com slash stew. Plan for my next interview is to knock it out as quickly as possible before Antifa gets wind of my guest and tries to burn the studio down. <laughs> uh, it is a little warm in here, I would, I've noticed, since you came back, Mr. Glenn Beck. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a good uh, about 63 degrees. Yes, if we're lucky. Nice. If we're lucky. Uh, tonight, big special. Um, yeah. It's, you, you talked about it on radio. I want to get into the details in a second. But before we get to that, are you okay what do you mean? You, uh, I mean, you're going through all of this news every day. And we talked about it off the air a little bit on radio. You're going down these roads that are really dark. And I think, I feel like you're putting yourself in a position so, where it's hard to see light. Um, it is hard to see light. And what's bothering me so much is I'm thinking about everything as a dad. I mean, yeah. I just, I just had a meeting here with my security detail and I said, I need my family prepared for God only knows what, but I need them prepared to go if we have to. And um, specifically, you're talking about obviously the unrest, civil war. but what could happen if really if either side wins? I mean, yeah, either right? side wins. But if it's close, they're going to burn it down to the ground. And, and 
Um, so anyway, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm on the air every day and I'm looking at this stuff and I know what's coming, you know, generally speaking, and having to process it and to tell people every day, I hate being the one to say, hey, um, and then have, trying to figure out how to say it in a way that it doesn't make people so like, I can't listen to that anymore. Right. You know, and then while I'm doing it, all I keep thinking is, we should do this, we should do that, we should do this. You know what would help is if we could do And I can't do it. My job, I, I've come to the conclusion that my job is only to warn people. Somebody else has to pick up the mantle and say, here's how we do it. And my problem is, is I know what has to be done and how it could, you know, I studied this, Stu, for 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. 20 years I've looked at civil wars, revolutions. How do they start? What does it take? How do they stop? How do you prevent? None of the prevention stuff is being done. All of the stuff, I just wrote this up on a chalkboard myself, saying, let me go through that list of everything that they need for a revolution and what steps have to be taken. And I'll show it to you after we get off. It's, it's, it's right there by the backstage cages. All of it, it's all being done right now. It's all being done. And so it's just... It's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah, because I, I think part of the challenge here too is, is you look at this stuff, we have it all documented. You're gonna show the documents uh, tonight on this particular piece of this. Um, and this, you know, relates to education, but some of it just seems so crazy. Seems nuts. And so you're you're kind of tasked with trying to say, okay, this is actually real. And if so it is real, and we're this far down the road, I think a lot of people think you got to throw your hands up. There's no, you, we can no, do. you don't. No, you don't. You have to stop it. You have to stop it right now. What I'm showing you tonight are, I truly believe, they are the seeds of the Hitler Youth. You let this go and your kids are going to start reporting on you being hate mongers. It, it is bad, bad stuff, bad stuff that we'll show you tonight. Um, the problem is, is that there there's no one else reporting. Some of it is because there's too much going on. Yeah, there's too much going on. I will do a show. I'm going to do two shows on this over the next month. I think that was just a body that dropped. <laughs> um, I'm going to do two shows on this in the next two or three weeks. Right. Um, and then I'm going to probably have to get off it because there's something else. But somebody needs to pick this up. So when people are watching Fox News, they're not seeing any of this. OK, they're not seeing it. And so they're because they've been just zombified by mainstream media that is just playing on the surface there. It's like shuffling chairs around in the Titanic. And, oh, he said this and he said that. No. There's real things going on that are really dangerous. So they might watch the show and I have to present it this fast in an hour and they'll go, well, that can't be that big of a deal. Otherwise, yeah. I'd hear about it. It's overwhelming. It, it, They've overwhelmed. The there's system. a normalcy bias thing that goes on. And you and you'd think that, you know, after the past few months, the normalcy bias would be shaken a little mm -hmm. bit from the American people. But we all no, it gets worse. Want. Yeah. The worse things get, really? the more the normalcy bias kicks in. Really? Yeah. Because you, you're looking for anything normal. Right. OK, so you're accentuating right. anything. We're do what we're doing. And I, I see it in my family. We're watching Netflix or we're watching mm. shows and we're in our house and everything's normal. And so you're just you're like, no, this is not that big of a deal. Go outside of your house and look at what's happening.
So we're doing that in our houses or in our communities, but the rest of the world is on fire. We haven't talked too much about the specifics here, um, just that it's kind of crazy, but it has to do with education and what our kids may very soon be being taught in, in, in public schools. What's really frightening is it, not just public, private as well. Private schools this, too. We have found this in private schools already. Okay, this is stuff that was prepared for uh, teachers for the summer to say, get ready. And here's how you can introduce things in your curriculum. A lot of the responses from the teachers who were there was like, I can't, I can't teach this, you know, this way. I know. So here's how you do teach it in mathematics. How many black people have been shot by cops? And so it's 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 from the mm. from the sly subtle to the absolute staggering um, a week, uh, a week lesson on the Black Panthers and what they believe, what their 10 demands were. But the worst part of that is not just studying it. You now have to, on Friday, they write a re, an, uh, an essay answering a few questions. What do you believe they have right? What do you believe ha they have wrong? Um, how would you get involved? All of these things. Just to say your kid is not indoctrinated. Your kid is writing down on paper or, you know, in a system that is forever. They either agree or disagree with these principles those principles in this day and age they're changing they change almost and every day if you're disagreeing with things god help you god help you yeah and you, that that example you gave reminds me of a story from when i took the sats back in the day mm -hmm. and i've you know of course tried to find a book to cheat the system Cheat, as yeah. much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that they identified it when you're studying for the test was there was this big issue where black families, minority families were complaining yeah. about there not being enough questions about black culture and, on the test. So they changed the test and put black figures throughout it, Martin Luther King or whoever. And you knew they couldn't say anything negative about those people. So if it's multiple choice, always go with the most positive. Always go with the most positive because that was the whole reason those mm -hmm. questions were in there in the first place. That, what you're talking about, is much, much further than that, but shows how long they've been working on it. Stu, this is, this is funded by Black Lives Matter, Inc. This has the teachers' unions behind it. Jeez. It is teaching critical theory. It is, I, I mean, I said this today, and we're not showing this tonight, but we are in the next special. They are teaching third graders mutual masturbation. That if you want to help little Johnny and Johnny wants to help little Luke, go for it. Are you out of your mind? Why and that stuff, that, be in? This, that, that special is further down the road. This one is in, right for now. instance, all of the New York school systems. This stuff I'm showing you tonight, it's in. Now. Okay, now. All right. The sexual stuff is it like in Texas, the school boards are voting on it on September 4th. Nobody knows about it. Nobody no, knows about it. I haven't heard any of the parents talking about right. this. And, and it was brought in by Gavin Newsom. It's now in California. I believe it's now in New York. It's going to go nationwide. The stuff, it, I'm telling you, you're not going to believe that it's a big deal. Otherwise, everybody would be talking about it. Well, it is happening. Let me ask you this. We've been talking about this, having this conversation over the past couple of weeks, which is, 
you know, we, we know the Rahm Emanuel never let a crisis go to waste, right? We know what the left does here. They're taking advantage of Everything. this situation, coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to get their stuff pushed through. Is it a missed opportunity for conservatives to look at this as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where kids are home, the parents are teaching? We didn't use this, it doesn't seem at least, as an opportunity to try to push, hey, homeschooling is good all the time. Private school, if you have the right one, is good all the time. Take your kids out of the system now. They're already home. They're home learning. Come up with a pod system. Figure out a different way of doing this. Now's the time. You know, I had a, a guest on who was proposing a system where the money that would normally go to the schools, not for the teachers, but for the actual operations of the schools that are closed, should go to the parents to encourage them to homeschool all the time. I mean, there are there are options that could have gone on here. I think that conservatives I should have they are. advanced. You think this is actually happening? They are. I'm going to talk to Betsy DeVos about that okay. tonight because she's you know, she does no interviews. No, this is no, the second yeah. interview I've had with her. Um, and she's really concerned. And she's concerned because as the Department of Education, she doesn't want to take any national steps to say you cannot do this right. in your local school. Mm-hmm. That goes against everything we believe. Yep. Local control. Um, but the teachers unions, uh, they have to be cleaned up and cleaned out. The teachers unions are funding most of this stuff. Um, the NEA is is behind most of this stuff. Teachers do not have to pay those dues anymore. They need to get out of the teachers unions. Um, you need to go if you're finding 1619 project in your school and they're openly saying, yeah, we're teaching the 1619 project. Get your kids out of that school. No questions asked. Get them out of that school because that's the least worrisome of what I'm going to show you. The 1619 project is the least work. And that's over three weeks ago. American experiment. Right. Basically. Three weeks ago, I would have said that's poison. That's yeah. the worst thing it could. This happen. is much worse than that. Oh, that's the least of your concern. So if that 1619 project is in your school, you can bet the rest of it is coming. Mm. OK, given that, let's just say that's true. And you'll prove that, I'm sure, tonight. Are we too late here? If we're this far down the road where the 1619 project isn't all that crazy, are we too far down this road? Can we turn this around? Yeah, we can. But it, it's going to take, you know, um, you know what's going to stop um, all of this riots on the street? What's going to stop? When they start coming into neighborhoods and people start looking at each other and say, I don't care who you voted for. These guys come into our neighborhood. We need a neighborhood watch. I mean an actual neighborhood watch because the police aren't coming. When you wake the American people up to what's really going on right now, they are being lied to. They're being misinformed and they're being lied to. There is no one standing on the wall saying, wake up. Here are the facts. Fox News isn't doing it. You know, you want the inside track of what's happening with Donald Trump and the campaign. Sean Hannity is great. He's going to tell you all of that. Tucker Carlson is the only person that is giving you a full broad spectrum of what's really going on. That's one voice at Fox News. The rest of Fox, the newsroom, we've worked there. The newsroom is the same newsroom at CNN. You know, it's there. They're they're maybe slanted a little bit differently. No one is digging into what's really going on when the American people have their back against the wall. 
if Donald Trump or, or conservatives are in control, we win if we are smart. But you've got to educate yourself right now and you've got to start. You have to draw a line in the sand. When I see this happen, I no longer, you have to ask people, BLM people, you know, oh, my kids, you know, they put the black space on the, you know, the black square on, because they, they, they are, you know, they don't agree with all the communist stuff. Great. Ask them, what has to happen in the streets with BLM people mm. where you say, I won't, I won't stand with them anymore if they do that. I can't think of what that could be because they're doing almost all of it now. Yeah. But draw a line in the sand so you don't keep backing up and going, well, that's not so bad. Yeah, that is great advice for any of these things. Um, I know the same thing because you go. this goes back to when we used to talk about Monica Lewinsky in the late 90s. We used to challenge the Democrats in the audience for this. What is your line? The same thing I think I've seen with the coronavirus thing with people who are alarmist and say, well, yes, of course, a shutdown's okay. Well, where, when's the shutdown not okay? Mm-hmm. At what point? Mm-hmm. Same thing with skeptics. At, you know, 10,000 people, that's your line. Well, what, when it crosses that, what do you say? Same and I thing. think people like to move the goalposts because right. you don't want to be, you don't want to prove yourself wrong, but if you keep those things documented, it, right. you can keep consistent. It's just for you. You don't believe any of this is happening in your school. Okay. Is the 1619 project your line? If not, what is? Mm-hmm. And you you have to say, is third grade being teach uh, being taught, um, you know, mutual masturbation? Is that your line? <laughs> that's that's I mean, well past my line. <laughs> right. That's way past my line. Well, and I, I'm, I know I'm keeping you for a long time, but let me ask you one more. Is part of this, if you set a line like that and you look at your kid's stuff and you start seeing it, you're going to have to change your whole life. You're going to have to find a new school. You're going to have to rip your kids away from your friends. You're opening up a disaster in your home, and parents don't want to do that. Is that is, are parents are, are afraid to look at it for that reason? Because I know I would be. I that would be a terrible side effect. Twenty-five minutes ago, to my family, if it means you guys are going to lose all of your friends and you're out of school, and we live someplace else, I'm making that decision. And we're doing it. My job as a parent is to keep you safe. You know, people, we have never experienced this. This is civil war. But civil war last time was north and south. This is going to be neighborhood to neighborhood, house by house. You're going to disagree with people on the other side. It's it's not the same kind of thing that is coming. And... um, you, you have to have a different mindset. Things are not going back to normal. They are not. They are going to change. Now, what are we going to do? And I'm not alone in thinking this way. Five million new gun owners just in the last oh, what, yeah. month, oh, two yeah. months. Yeah. Five million new gun owners. That's because people know, wait a minute. You told me that my kids weren't safe unless we had a police presence in school and i couldn't or the teachers couldn't have a gun because we needed an expert with a gun so that's police now the teachers union are saying they won't agree to have school come back into session unless you get the police officers out of the school what that doesn't make sense you want to cut my police officers so who's going to respond to me on a 911 call somebody's breaking into my house i'm getting myself a gun 
I, I just I wish I could tell you the name of this person because you'd be blown <laughs> away. Somebody who has not been pro-gun said, never saw myself with a gun, never. Per-. He just went down a list of guns that he has bought in the last 60 days that, I mean, puts me to shame. Wow. Okay. Mm, that's saying something. Uh, not somebody who's ever said, you know, pick up a gun. Yeah. Well, uh, the special is tonight. Uh, next time you come on, can you bring a recipe? Can you do something fun? Uh, okay, so, I, I mean, can. Okay, good. I can. Recipes next time. Yeah. Glenn's cooking. So, okay, okay. Keep, stay hungry. Immediately after this show, 9 p.m. Eastern, Glenn's newest special, Brainwashed, How Black Lives Matter Hijacked Our Schools. You got to watch this one. I think it's been obvious after uh, listening to Glenn talk about it. Uh, Glenn, thanks for coming to the program. Thank you. All right, back in a second. So we did uh, Stu Does Kenosha here at the beginning of the program. If you missed it, you can go back and watch it on YouTube for free. Just go to YouTube, search for Stu. I'll be the first one there, and you can check that out. One of the things we talked about was the politics of all of these riots. I don't know about you, but everybody that I know who lives out in the evil suburbs looks at this stuff and says, look, we all want there to be zero violence against anybody for any reason. We certainly don't want unwarranted violence against uh, people from the police. Nobody does. I don't know anyone who thinks that uh, the, the, the police should ever be doing these things and they should stop immediately. We all agree with that. But we also look at this and say, you know what else I don't want is my freaking city burned down. I don't want my businesses burned to the ground. I don't want my home attacked. I don't want my, my, my loved ones uh, murdered in the streets, you know, especially when they had nothing to do with this. And that is, I think, a real fear that is setting in all over the country of people watching this happen, watching no one there to stop it. We're getting a preview of what the left wants. When when we defund the police, there's nobody there to put the fires out. There's nobody there to, to save you when when guns are going off nearby. That's what the left seems to want. And they're getting a preview of that. And I, I thought to myself, I wonder if this is connecting with people. The, the Republican National Convention is going on. They're trying to make this point. They're trying to connect this to people and say, hey, this is what will happen if you allow it to happen by voting for these lunatics. Well, it seems to be setting in to the American people. There's been enough cities on fire now where this does not seem like some weird Portland thing anymore. You know, that's in like Seattle, right? With Chaz. Ha ha ha. Well, now it's coming to everybody's backyard. Here is CNN, uh, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon suddenly realizing that, holy crap, this might be a problem for our favorite candidates. Watch. I do think that uh, this, what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. Yeah. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. And so, unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so however many days 68 days 68 days so it's not going to the the problem is not going to be fixed by then but what they can do and i think maybe joe biden may be afraid to do it i'm not sure maybe he won't maybe he is he's got to address it mm -hmm. he's got to come out and talk about it hmm. he's got to do a speech like barack obama did about race He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch mm -hmm. and on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But okay. guess what? Guess the what? rioting has to stop. Uh oh, Chris, as you know, and I know. 
It's showing up in the polling. Uh-oh. It's showing up in focus groups. Uh-oh. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? And they also stuck with the theme that you said, the coronavirus. You got the coronavirus and you have Kenosha. So it's interesting. Right on cue, let me play a little uh, clip. Do we have this clip from Joe Biden? Um, let's play a little of this from Joe Biden. This is right on cue, Joe Biden doing almost exactly what was described. What I saw in that video makes me sick. Hmm. Once again, a black man, Jacob Blake, has been shot by the police in broad daylight with the whole world watching. Oh, okay. You know, I spoke to Jacob's mom and dad, sister, and other members of the family mm. just a little bit earlier. Right. And I told them justice must and will be done. Okay, so he's going to take care of that problem. You know, our hearts are with his family, especially his children. Mm. It's horrible what they saw. Watching their father get shot. Like Gianna Floyd, they're asking why. Mm-hmm. Why daddy? Put yourself in the shoes of every black father and black mother in this country and ask, is this what we want America to be? Is this the country we should be? Mm -mm. You know, as I said after George Floyd's murder, protesting brutality is a right and absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. But burning down communities is not protest. It's needless violence. Violence that endangers lives. Violence that guts businesses and shutters businesses that serve the community. That's wrong. In the midst of this pain, the wisest words that I've heard spoken so far have come from Julia Jackson, Jacob's mother. She looked at the damage done in her community and she said this, quote, this doesn't reflect my son or my family. Mm. So let's unite and heal, do justice, end the violence, and end systemic racism in this country now. It's right out of the playbook, right? It's exactly what uh, Lemon and Cuomo described. It's as if they're running the campaign. I'll say, like, that's an effective speech. He does, he does what he needs to do. He should be much more outspoken about that. And maybe he should try to mean it, too. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen much evidence of that yet. Uh, an amazing, amazing time, because suddenly this stuff is just okay. Uh, let me give you one more thing. Um, another thing that's just okay out of nowhere. Bette Midler tweeted this uh, during the uh, First Lady's speech yesterday. Be Best is back. A huge bore. She can speak several words in a few languages. Get that illegal alien off the stage. Then again tweeted, oh, God, she still can't speak English. Um, everyone, of course, blew her up for that comment. Kennedy uh, said, who knew xenophobia was the wind beneath, beneath your wings? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, Mary Margaret Olihan, are you actually mocking an immigrant who became the first lady of the United States for her accent? Ross Kaminsky says, how many languages do you speak, Bet Melania, Slovenian, English, French, Italian, and German. Pretty good. And I was wondering if there's going to be any liberals jumping in on this. Are you going to, any liberals going to get pissed off about this? I guess you can kind of count Piers Morgan, although he's just more bizarre than anything else. Oh, God, Bette Miller's a racist. So there you go. Bette Miller's a racist. Welcome to America 2020. Back in a second. Thanks for tuning in. There's a good chance that the reason you're here is because you had nothing else to watch. And I always appreciate people who come in that way, uh, especially tonight, because all the NBA games are canceled. You got baseball games canceled. Why? Well, I'm pissed off because apparently the National Basketball Association has been shooting people. 
Who knew? Uh, the NBA players are boycotting their own games because... Gosh, I got halfway through that sentence and I realized I couldn't finish it. It's an amazing thing that we're seeing here. Uh, why on earth would you skip a basketball game because someone got shot multiple days ago when you've played games in between the time where the shooting happened and today? It didn't matter yesterday. Will it matter tomorrow? Do you care about black lives tomorrow? These idiotic morons in the NBA who I can't even it, it, it's indefensible, frankly. Um, you know, if I were if I were in the NBA and you, you're paying these player, players millions of dollars to show up and do their jobs, you think anybody you think any of the black lives you supposedly care so much about, do they get to skip work too? do they get to not show up to their jobs because of, of a of a shooting that happened uh, in another in another place. You're currently living in a bubble. They created a bubble for you inside of Disney World. You pathetic morons, including LeBron James, who, of course, as usual, in all circumstances, is the worst of the bunch. Uh, this is a pathetic, pathetic gr group. Honestly, it really is. You know. You look at this, and, and, and it, I, while it is the ultimate self-own, I mean, now you've canceled a bunch of basketball games that people might have been watching instead of the Republican National Convention. Good job, Brainiacs. Uh, but here they are, uh, now not playing basketball because of this shooting. Once again, people die all the time. You know how many people died in Chicago? You didn't stop your games for that. You didn't stop your, the games for the people who died in Washington, D.C. last week that were murdered by other African-Americans. You didn't stop your games for that. You didn't care about any of their lives. You didn't stop it for the little five-year-old who was murdered by one of his black neighbors. Because you know what? That doesn't fit your agenda. You don't care. It's pathetic. Is there a moment that you sit back and examine what you're doing? Is there a moment that you sit back and think about your thought process? Do you ever look, do you glance at the FBI statistics and realize there isn't a, a mass genocide of black people by cops? At any point, do you realize how many people, get, how many cops go out there every single night and risk their lives trying to protect people like you? How many times does that, do you ever, does that cross your mind for a second? You know what? The last piece of basketball I watched was Luka Doncic stepping back and hitting a 9 million foot three-pointer to win the, that last game uh, against the Clippers. And if that's the last second of NBA basketball I ever see in my life, it's a good way to go out. You know what? Cancel your stupid league. Goodbye. See you later. This is nonsense. You're vilifying the police. The police are here to protect us, and they've done a hell of a good job. These are the best people in our society. Screw off. Shut up and dribble. Back in a second. I'd love to get your reviews on iTunes. Uh, five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Uh, we get this one in. Best stupid show. The best stupid show on Apple. I like him on Glenn Beck, and I like him here. He annoys me on occasion, but hey, it is what, is it, what it is. Ghost do go. I annoy me on occasion, too. Five freaking stars. Thank you very much. Fresh, informative, entertaining. I watch or listen every day. It's interesting. It's entertaining. It's informative. And it's great. Whatever. Thank you. Five freaking stars. How about this one? Uh, why does Stu? Why does Stu do America? I don't even know why I listen to this stupid show. Ah, it's just awesome or whatever. It, five stupid stars. Kiss that progressives. I include this one in particular because I love the guy's name, which is Conservamexanerd, <laughs> which I, is just appropriate. That you definitely should be here watching this show. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs>